Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. Who would have thought after doing our weekly predictions, I would have been like, yeah, you know what, there's some stuff I forgot to add. So we're going to add that stuff today. And Jeremy wants to add something. He wants to complain about something before the season even starts, before we even see what uh, Michigan's going to look like. Uh, first, actually, uh, first, let's take care of business. You can find us here on uh, Anchor. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just look up Trouble with the Snap Podcast. Be sure to share, like, follow, support, interact. Do whatever it is that you need to do to get us a little bit of love. Okay. So, first... The big news of the day, which we did not cover yesterday, we uh, ran out of time. Alan Haller, the new athletic director of Michigan State University. Jeremy, I want your thoughts. I think it's a, a safe and good hire. Uh, someone that has a passion for the university, uh, someone that's been around. So I think that's incredibly positive. I think it will go very well. Um, I think it's uh, it's not the same situation, but kind of, you know, with Ward Manuel. I mean, he was had been involved with that program, you know, before, um, you know, and, and, and he was a player there though. So, but, uh, you know, I think this is a great hire for Michigan state. I think the Tom Izzo thing was getting out of control and I think that was getting going to be ugly. Right. So I think they moved quickly on this and did the right thing and brought in the right guy. So Tom Izzo can focus just on basketball. Thank goodness. But I think there's a lot of things that we'll talk about in the winter when it gets closer about basketball and how important this year is for Tom. So, yeah, this is a good hire. I like it a lot. Yeah, and look, here, here's the thing. There's videos. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Facebook. Um, and there is a lot, a lot of support from former players. And I think that that's the big thing is you've got to have that alumni support and when you're hiring someone like the athletic director, you need to have big names like Derek Mason, you know, showing out for uh, your athletic director. When you have that type of stuff happening, I feel like, I mean, you said it, it was a safe hire, but it, this is a different type of safe I'm talking about. Like the outrage that would have happened if they took uh, the guy from UCLA. You know, among, like, the former football players and everybody else who loved the Haller selection. Yeah, this is a great – I mean, like I said, not only is it safe, it's really good. I mean, it's it's different if you bring in a guy who's been around. Like, this isn't this isn't Brady Hoke as the coach because it's safe. You know, he's been around. This is a guy that the players have a lot of faith in. And also, this is a, uh, an important position, but it's not a position where, um, you know – you bring a guy like Haller, this is the way I, I see it. You can't lose. You know, how much do you win? I don't know. But you can't lose. You can't lose in that hire. I think he'll do a great job. Everybody likes him. A lot of great feedback, like you said. And I think that he might try to do some new things that will make it better. Um, I think game day experience is the main thing they've been talking about a lot. They want to improve the game day experience at Michigan State. Um, and I think that that is very important. That's brought up all the time on, on local radio and and uh, local uh, feed. So uh, we'll see if that happens, you know, because we know how great Hollis was with his presentation. I mean, he was, you know, I don't know if you can ever match that. That was, that was the top of the top in college sports. So uh, I think Haller's going to do a great job though. Yeah. Mark, Mark Hollis, uh, look, Haller worked under him for a while. He, uh, you know, they say instrumental in bringing in D'Antonio. Ultimately it was Hollis who brought him in. But 
you know, you work under a guy like that, you see what a guy like Hollis does, not just for Michigan State University, but for college sports as a whole. You know, we've talked about that uh, when he, he – I mean, he had to resign. But when he resigned, we talked about it, and I think that uh, – I, I think this, like you said, it's a safe move in that regard. It's a safe move in regards that you uh, want to make sure that you keep your alumni happy. Only problem is, is I think the board was also pushing for Haller. I mean, obviously the board has to approve it at the end of the day, but you know, there's certain members of the board that I don't trust. Yeah. And we, we, we've, yeah. And we, we, we've talked about that on the show. So, that that's my one concern. It was brought up to me by you know a former athlete at Michigan State, and so I, th- that's my one concern about it. But as long as the board just stays out of his way, let him do his job the way he, they let Hollis do his, I, I think Michigan State's in good hands. All right, now let's let's turn to your little bugaboo because you you want to complain, and we haven't even seen what Michigan's going to look like yet defensively. Yeah. Well, I, I have a, a, a problem with the coordinators on both sides, and I'll tell you why. And I talked a little bit about this with you, Tyler, before, where I said I thought Jim Harbaugh's offense, when he was the guy in charge with his cronies behind him, um, they, uh, they did a great job. You know, they moved the football. They were diverse. Um, it was power attack, but, you know, there was some gadgets there. Um, they, they still started adding the long ball, started putting Patterson in the gun a little more with some RPO stuff. And, and I think that the offense wasn't necessarily the problem. And honestly, the defense wasn't. The problem was when you match up against Ohio State, you're going to have to add something different. And I just don't think they ever were game planning for that big game correctly. But, Tyler, when you look back and you really follow 17, 16, and 15, and, and, and 18 – and honestly, a little bit of 19, they were very solid on both sides of the ball. 19 was when it fell off with Gaddis. I mean, I think Gaddis came in and there was so much confusion early on. Remember, they, I mean, the, the fiasco against Army, when they almost blew it there, they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't score. They couldn't get fourth down conversions. They didn't know what to run in the goal line situations. That never happened with Harbaugh running the offense and, and the other guys kind of assisting him. I think... Michigan is doomed because of this. I think that they're they're never going to recover until um, they realize who they are. I've said this to you multiple times. I thought Don Brown and DJ Durkin did a really good job. Don Brown did never adjusted, and that was their crusher. Where that's your demise. You get you know you give up sixty plus against Ohio State, you're going to get fired. I mean that's just how it goes. But when you look at them statistically, I mean Tyler in 2017, Ohio State had like not even a yard, not even a first down in the first quarter against Don Brown's defense. I mean, they were very solid, and they were a top-10 defense consistently. Last year, just a weird year. So I think where Michigan's dropping the ball is Jim Harbaugh, the head of the snake, has made poor decisions. I think he has not brought in the right guys. He's, you know, do I think Don Brown should have gone? Well, he had to, right? But Michael McDonald, I don't know, man. I mean, this is a new guy a new coordinator. Look at what Gaddis has done. He's a new coordinator, really, honestly. I mean, not really, but in a way he is. I mean, first time as the official OC, right? And it hasn't worked. And I just think 
it's just this is the weird thing about it when you watch and you hear speed and space and you watch them play they don't run any type of speed and space stuff it is an odd alignment half the time that's still bunched up um they don't know what they are and what they are is a running team still (laughs) this is a running football team and they want to have this passing speed attack and it's just not there and on defense I just think they're scrambling. I think that's why they'll struggle this year. See, I, I thought Don Brown was a crappy coordinator just because we knew what he was going to run. The thing is, is Michigan was recruiting, had such talented players. You couldn't stop it. DJ Durkin was very, very good. Obviously, no, we know what happened with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that was ultimately going to end up being the demise of Harbaugh once uh, words started coming out from uh, the former Maryland players. But – that, uh, you know, those practices, like, they were a little – I mean, look, it's obviously extreme when you go play Division One athletics anywhere, but, you know, they were a little too extreme. People and, forget so quickly, Tyler, with DJ Durkin, they had three straight shutouts. And against Michigan State, mind you, they really only gave up three touchdowns because the last score had nothing to do with their defense. So, right. it, it's it, the bottom line is, look, when you really look at it fully – were there some things that Don Brown was a bonehead with? Yes. The Dr. Blitz thing, the, the press coverage. But here's the thing. They were statistically incredibly good every year under him, except for last year. So let's not look past that. And I just think this confusion with new coaches, new scheme, it's crushing this program. And eventually you're going to have to say, look, this is who we are. This is who we have been. Yeah, we haven't gotten over the top, but it's been pretty successful. So yeah, and, you know. and that's something that I uh, that's something that I said I think a while ago when they brought Gaddis in. I was like, the offense isn't the problem, and it was a situation where there was just uh, like you, you didn't need to make the change. The problem was you just can't compete with Ohio State. That was the right. problem. Ten and two every year is not bad, but because of the hype, because of the expectation, uh, because of that arrogance, it bit them in the butt because Jim Harbaugh was like, I got to make changes or I'm going to get fired. Well, now he's making changes, and they're starting to stuff. Eight and four, nine and three, even ten and two, you know what? You're pretty good, but you're starting to stuff. And, uh, I mean, ultimately, we kind of called it. We were like, once, uh, you know, he stops getting these, you know, proven uh, transfers, which he doesn't have anymore. Once he stopped getting, uh, once he started making all of these changes to stuff that, hey, you know what, you're still scoring pretty good. Well, well, let's make changes to our entire offense. Like, that. that's not how this is supposed to work. You know, you sit there and you make little changes to try to improve. And, uh, look, he came in, overhauled the whole system, and so that's on him. And, you know, he's the, leader, not- leader, he's the one that made these decisions because he folded under the pressure. Like- yeah. I, I'm uh, right there with you. But let's let's get into the one thing that I wanted to add yesterday that we didn't really have an opportunity to. And uh, I was making sure Jeremy was still with us. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to add yesterday was, but no. So as far as far as Michigan State goes, though, uh, look, 
I don't care if Mel Tucker goes ten and two. I don't care if he goes six and six. I don't care if he goes two and ten. Whatever happens this year is one hundred percent on Mel Tucker. No question. Agree. Uh, we talked about it a whole lot. We're a day away, man. We're, we'll find out if there's some things that have changed that we that we are excited about for Michigan State. And uh, I think it comes down to physical play, like he talks about, move people up front. And I think that will be the key t- uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, look, it's, it's just because of the number of recruits. You know, you bring in 20 kids at this point, And, you know, I, I, I've told you for a while, I'm excited about Michigan State's youth. And uh, you, you factor in both of those situations. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes me think that, you know, Mel Tucker needs to show me something this year. He needs to make a bowl game at least. And other than that, like, you, you just can't blame D'Antonio if Michigan State goes 2-10. That, that falls on Tucker. But right. speaking of tomorrow night and speaking of the youth, I'm here in a rumor, and I've never used a source before, so I can't vouch for the validity of said source. I uh, I heard that a certain quarterback at Michigan State University had issues with turnovers, much like he did at Temple. And due to that, Peyton Thorne, who I've been on this train since the work he left, Peyton Thorne is going to be under center tomorrow night in Evanston. Well, I know there's a sigh of relief for you. I mean, I, I still want to see it, you know. I want to see it happen, that first drive. Uh, yeah, I do. I do think overall it's the best choice for the program, and I also think it's the best choice for this season. Not just fully, you know. I think it's. I think he's the best guy. He's, he's the most equipped for this job. Turnovers is a huge problem. Was a problem last year, so I think limiting that with a quarterback that doesn't make the same mistakes that Russo does is, is important. So, Russo being a backup is a great thing to have in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's what the what this is true. You know, I hope that. These reports are true, but Mel Tucker's made it very clear. He's not going to announce anything. So um, we will see first drive, and we'll also see if if uh, Thorne is the only guy we see tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously, I hope it is. Uh, we've seen the, we saw the horror story at the beginning of the 2013 year before Michigan State turned into the best team in the country once they settled on a quarterback. And, look, you're settling on a guy who, you know, he has legs. So you got to have the deep ball that Russo does, which with Michigan State speedy receivers, I think is actually a bit is is a huge detriment that I've not talked about. But he has legs. He did short intermediate routes, and uh, look, he's just got more experience in the system. And obviously, he's younger too. So if it was close, you had to play him anyways. I'm excited for this. I cannot wait. Jeremy, it's here. You, it if you guys, if you guys want an appetizer. We have some Buckeyes tonight. Watch uh, Ohio State versus the Golden Gophers, but Michigan and Michigan State Friday and Saturday. It's finally here. I can't wait. Yeah, me either. I, I think tonight's game, Ohio State, will totally show how great they are. I really believe that. I think they'll win by at least three touchdowns. Um, I think Minnesota is just completely outmanned defensively to go against that offense that has multiple weapons and. Uh, CJ Stroud, they're just so high on. Um, they, you know, he was great in the spring game. So Ohio State's loaded, and they bring back so much on defense. They bring back everything you know, that you need to be a championship team. But why, how amazing would it be to see an upset tonight uh, with Minnesota? PJ Fleck is still, I think, a very good coach. 
think he's in a tough position at Minnesota to win in this conference fully, but he's done well. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. Yeah, I think uh, I think Morgan's still there for Minnesota. So yeah, that's, and Muhammad uh, Ibrahim arguably is the best running back in the conference in a lot of ways. So you know you'll see a lot of him tonight. Yeah, and uh, I'm obviously intrigued. And look, if Stroud does end up sucking, I'm pretty sure Ohio State uh, has a 12 year old millionaire yeah. <laughs> right now who is just like, "What? I can't take part of this NIL stuff. Fine, watch this." Yeah, <laughs> they they they're uh, they're they're quite uh, they're well equipped at the quarterback position. Let's just say that. Yeah, but uh, look, that does it for us today. We will be back next week. Recap a little bit of football. Yes, sir. Can't wait. 100,000 people watching. Yep. In person. I'm excited about that. But yeah, that does it for us here on the Trouble with Snap podcast. For Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward.